We'll say a lot to do today. All right, good morning. Today's daf is Ayin. We left off on Samech Tes Amad Beis the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, We'll say, now again, remember, on Yom Tov, there's also the concept on our Erev Yom Tov, we're going to see of Karban Chagiga. So Karban Chagiga was a Shlamim Karban, so you gave part of it up on the Mizbech, and the owners ate a lot of it as well. So the Gemara says, Emosai Mevi Chagiga. When do you go ahead and bring a Karban Chagiga? Bizman Shuhuba Bichol. Bitara ubemuat. When they go ahead and you bring the carbon bechol during the week, bitara, when people are tahar, ubemuat. And I will say, muat means what? When the when there's not enough carbon pesach for the group to go ahead and become full. Also remember, we've seen already that lemaiso. All you need to do for the carbon pesach is everybody needs to eat a kizayis, which means that you could have had a situation where you have a very large group. If you had a very large group, everyone might just be getting a very small piece of carbon pesach. If that's the case, mamish remember, it's still got to eat, right? It's the we're Jewish. It's you know, it's it's the it's still the meal. So what do you do? You supplement the meal with a carbon shlamim. So these are the three criteria for bringing for bringing. Excuse me, a carbon chagiga. Number one, it's got to be, you can't bring a carbon chagiga on Shabbos, meaning if Ere Pesach falls on Shabbos, you can't slaughter it on Shabbos. Number two, as opposed to carbon Pesach, which can be brought even if everybody's tummy, right? Carbon chagiga can only be brought if people are tar. And number three, you really only bring it if you need it, i.e. that there's not enough carbon Pesach to actually satiate people. Obizman shuhu. But, and we'll see why the mission has to phrase it this way, but if it's Erev Pesach Shabbos, or there's a lot of Karban Pesach meat for everybody, it's a small Chabura, so everybody has a lot to eat from the animal, or everybody is Tomei, in those cases, you don't bring a carbon chagiga with the carbon pesach. Chagiga ha'isaba minatzon minabakar minakbas minaizim minazchar minakebos. So carbon chagiga can be brought. I will say tzon in this case actually means from the flock. We'll see exactly what that's coming to convey to us. Bakar cattle, kevasim sheep, izim goats, zucharim the kevos male animals, female animals, v'neecheles l'shne yamim v'layla echad. And it can be eaten for two days and one night. Obviously, a longer duration than carbon Pesach as well. Says the Gemara, Why are we talking about carbon Chagiga over here? I mean, we're still in the middle of carbon Pesach, so why are we talking about carbon Chagiga? To which the Gemara says, Oh, I'll tell you why. Tana, har Because remember, the Tana in the previous Mishnah discussed the things that are not Docha Shabbos. So among, or that are and that are not. So among the things that are not Docha Shabbos, har is ultimately, again, bringing the animal. Right, let's say putting the animal on your shoulders, or leading it. So therefore, once the Mishnah spoke about the things that are not Docha Shabbos on Erev Pesach Shabbos, it also brought down Chagiga, which is also not Docha Shabbos. This is what it means to say, When do we bring a carbon Chagiga? Therefore, so once we open the discussion about Lamaisa, when we bring carbon, when, what things you you can't do on Shabbos. So therefore, the Mishnah also chooses to include a discussion about Chagiga, which also can't be done on Shabbos. Amar Chagigas Lav What do you see from here? That apparently bringing the Chagiga on the 14th is not obligatory. Is not obligatory. Because if you would think that it's obligatory, then what? Then you should bring it on Shabbos. 
and you should bring it even if there is enough carbon Pesach meat for everyone, and it should be brought even if the kehila is tummy, just like carbon Pesach. So as I said, the point the Gemara is making over here, the fact that it's not brought under these circumstances indicates that what? That it's discretionary, it's not obligatory. So the Gemara says, and by the way, why is it that if there's not enough carbon Pesach meat, right? which means, again, if everybody's only getting a small amount, why is it that we bring the carbon Chagiga, to which the Gemara says, as the Reiser writes, Chagiga Haboyma Pesach, We'll say we'll discuss this later on, but there is a concept of Pesach Ne'echal Alasova, which means that carbon Pesach is supposed to be consumed in a state of satiety. Now, obviously, not supposed to be really full, but the idea is, you know, when you're very hungry, so often you don't take the time to really relish the item that you're eating, but you uh, you eat it quickly because you're hungry. The idea of Karma Pesach is supposed to be savored. So the concept of Ne'achal Minasova means that we want you to be somewhat, somewhat sated at the time when you get to the carbon Pesach, so that when you eat the carbon Pesach, you'll eat it slowly and you'll enjoy it. So the Gemara says, therefore, in a situation... No, actually, because a person takes the time to relish it. Right? When you're starving and you scarf something down, that food doesn't have a chashivos. That's, 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 I'm sorry. It also keeps you from breaking the bone, 100%. So we'll say the point the Gemara is making over here again. If there's enough carbon Pesach meat for every person to have a meal, then that's what you eat. But if there's not enough carbon Pesach meat, then Lemaisa, we don't want you to start with the carbon Pesach meat because again that's so what do you do we bring the Chagiga you eat a little bit or a lot of Chagiga depending on how much you want to eat and you save room for the carbon Pesach at the end so the Gemara goes weiter and remember the carbon Chagiga so now the Mishnah afterwards said that the carbon Chagiga can come from all these various animals, can male, female, and is consumed for two days and one night. So the Gemara says, Masnisin deloke ben tema. Our Mishnah does not reflect the view of ben tema. Why? Desanya ben tema, or ben tema said, Chagiga ha-boyma pesach, harihi kepesach. Oh, well, so ben tema has an amazing shita, and, and we'll see why. Ben tema says that the chagiga that comes with the carbon pesach is like the current Pesach. It is that it has all the same laws as the current Pesach. And is only consumed for one day and one night. Yet, if you bring a Chagiga on the 15th, the first day of Yom Tov, then what? That's consumed for two days and one night. So interesting what Benteim is saying is like this. The carbon Chagiga brought on the 14th with the current Pesach is given the same status or and the same laws as the carbon Pesach. But yet the carbon Chagiga brought, or must remember, why would somebody bring a carbon Chagiga on, on the 15th? Because remember, again, you brought a carbon Chagiga for meat purposes, right? You want to eat. So that's what you would do. You would bring the carbon, the sacrificial parts of God, the Mizbech, and you would have you would have meat for Yantiv. So the carbon Chagiga that's brought on the 15th, i.e. first day of Pesach, that has the din of a regular shlamim, and that's consumed for two days and one night. The Chagigas Arbasar, and interestingly enough, with the carbon chagiga on the 14th, Narashi points out over here, Narashi points out over here, 
suppose it's interesting. So yet, if you took the if you took the chagiga that you separated out on the fourteenth, but you didn't go ahead and but you didn't go ahead and, get, and offer it up until the fifteenth, you would be yotze because of simcha. Simcha means on Yom Tov there's an obligation to offer shalme simcha. However, you would not be yotze because of chagiga. Rashi says ve'en yotze ba mishum chagiga chamisha sarki de amran davar sheish bochova. Rabbi said it's an obligation. So what the Gemara is saying is like this. There, there are different obligations over the course of Yom Tov. There is something called Shalmei Simcha. Shalmei Simcha means you have an obligation to bring certain Shlamim offerings over the course of Yom Tov. So if you separated the animal on the 14th, and initially you were going to give it to the fort on the 14th, but now you went ahead and you gave it on the 15th, that would satisfy your criteria for Shalmei Simcha, but it would not satisfy the criteria for Chagiga. For carbon chagiga of the fifteenth, because carbon chagiga of the fifteenth has to come from an animal that was not designated for any other purpose. Since this technically was designated as the carbon on the fourteenth, therefore it doesn't satisfy your criteria for the fifteenth. My so the gemara says fine. My time with the bentema. So what's bentema's logic? Because you also remember bentema's arguing with our mishnah, and bentema says that the chagiga of the fourteenth has the same laws. As the carbon Pesach. So where does Ben Tema get this from? Kedemasni Rav Lechia Berei. As Rav taught Chia his son, what does the Pasuk say? Velo Yolin Laboker, excuse me. Velo Yolin Laboker, Zevach Chag HaPesach. What does the Pasuk say? You will not leave over to the morning Zevach Chag HaPesach. Literally the offering of the Pesach holiday. So the Gemara says something very interesting. Or Ben Temo says something very interesting. Zevach Chag. What is the offering of the holiday? Ze Chagiga. That refers to Kavit Chagiga. HaPesach Kemashmao. Ve'amarachmana Velo Yolin. So we'll say very interesting drasha. So Ben Temo says the Pasuk has an extra phrase. Pasuk could have just said, Velo Yolin Leboker HaPesach. But it doesn't say that. Instead, it says, You shouldn't leave over to the morning. Zevach Chag HaPesach. So Ben Tema says that Pesach is the Pesach offering. And Zevach Chag, the offering of the Yom Tov, refers to the carbon Chagiga. And what does that show you? That at least in this Pesach, the carbon Chagiga has the same restrictions of, of, of Lina, of being left over. The carbon, the carbon Chagiga has the same restrictions of Lina, of leaning, o, leaving over until the morning, as carbon Pesach does. So now the Gemara asks, So now we have to ask, according to Bentema, So now the question is, now what you've established is that that carbon Chagiga shares a certain commonality with carbon Pesach, namely, that it may not be left over until the next morning. So now the Shaila is, how far does that connection between these two carbonos go? For example, when it comes to the carbon Pesach, we know that lemaisa it can only be eaten roasted. So what about the carbon Chagiga? Is that also only eaten roasted? Again, I will say, to be clear, we're, remember, we're only now referring to, or we're only referring now to the carbon Chagiga of the 14th. The carbon Chagiga, I'm sorry? According to Bentema, the carbon chagiga of the rest of Yom Tov, even Bentema is not not suggesting that that's like carbon pesach. But the shadows for the one of the fourteen. So does it have to be eaten roasted or not? So ki akshi rachman the pesach lelina valetzlilo. So when the when the Torah compares the carbon chagiga to carbon pesach, is it just for lina leftover purposes that you can't leave it over to the next morning? Oh, or right? Oh, dilmaloshna. Or maybe, no, once we create the comparison and the connection between Karim Pesach and Karim Chagiga, maybe then all of the halachos of Pesach are applied to Chagiga as well. Tashma, so we'll say, listen to this, what does the Gemara do? The Gemara quotes from the 10th parak, Halayla hazeh 
Kulotzli. Right, so where is this from? This is from the Manishtana. Right, so again, so the Mishnah is from the Mishnah in the 10th paragraph of Pesachim. So it discusses that one of the intriguing distinctions of the night of Pesach is that all the meat that we eat is tzli. Now, if it's saying all of the meat that we eat, that indicates that what? That even the carbon Chagiga is eaten only roasted as well. And Rav Chista said, these are the words of Ben Tema. Look at rest. Okay, fine. So the Gemara says, Shmamina, uh, Shmamina. So what do we see from here? We see here that according to Ben Tema, we'll say again, again, it's all according to Ben Tema. So according to Ben Tema, who again links the Kabbalah Chagiga with the Karban Pesach, explains that this applies even to the fact that Kabbalah Chagiga must be eaten roasted. We don't pass it like Ben Tema, we're passing like the Mishnah. We pass it like the Mishnah. So that, so that the Karban Chagiga is not governed by the laws of Pesach. Yeah, there's nothing that we The beitza, the beitza is there. Yep. No, we passed. No, Ben Tam was the only one who was passing that it's Docha Shabbos. We were passing that it's not Docha Shabbos. Ben Tam says it is Docha Shabbos. It's just like the Pesach. Just like the Pesach, absolutely. So the Gemara says, "Boy, lehu lebentema bamin abakar, or ina bamin abakar, bamin anekevos, or ina bamin anekevos, ba bas shteish shalom, or ina ba bas shteish shalom." So we'll say now the Gemara asks, according to Bentema, who now has established that what that, that the Karmen Chagiga is like the Karmen Pesach. Number one in terms of lina, number two in terms of tsli. So can we extend this? This Karmen Chagiga can it come from cattle, or doesn't it come from cattle or from cows? Can it come from female animals, or not from female animals? Can it come? from a sheep or from a goat that's more than t- that's two years old or more or not. Now both said these are all things that would not be kosher for carbon Pesach. So the shayla is now do you have to use the same type of animal for Chagiga as you do for Pesach? And the shayla is ki akshi rachman la Pesach lemidi de achila avalachol mililo so when we say that the Torah compares Chagiga to Pesach, is that just in the manner in which it's consumed? But for all other things, i.e. the type of animal, the Torah does not make the comparison, or maybe not. Maybe the comparison is across the board. And whatever is true for Pesach will be true for Chagiga as well. Tashma, therefore the Gemara quotes the Brisa, Chagiga ha'boyma Pesach, the Chagiga that's brought together with the Pesach on the 14th, Harihi Kepesach. It is ultimately just like the current Pesach. Ba'aminatzon, it must come from sheep. Ve'ina ba'aminabakar, and it can't come from cattle. Ba'aminazchorim, it has to be a male animal. Ve'in ba'aminanekevos, it can't be a female animal. Ba'abas shnasa, it must be an animal within its first year. Ve'ina ba'abas shteishanim, and it can't be an animal that's over a year old. Shteishanim means into its second year. Ve'ina ne'achalas, elaliyom echad. Velayla, and it's only consumed for one day and one night. Ve'enon ne'echeles elotzli, it can only be eaten roasted. Ve'enon ne'echeles elolimenuyav, and it can only be eaten for who? For the people who are counted as part of its group prior to its slaughtering. Man sham isle di isle hai svara. So who is the opinion who espouses all of these ideas? So the Gemara says, Ben Tema, Shmamina. So we see from here clearly and conclusively that when Ben Tema links the carbon Chagiga to the carbon Pesach, he clearly does it in what? In all areas. So I think I'm going to ask one more question. 
Suppose another shayla. We know that one of the interesting halachas when it comes to the current Pesach, Torah says, lo You're not permitted to break a bone of the carbon Pesach when eating the Pesach. So the shayla is, does that obligation or prohibition of shiras etzem apply to the chagiga or not? So the Gemara says, bo, Bo velo bechagiga. So we'll say on one hand you could say that even though the Torah, oh, even though we've established that the Torah compares the chagiga to the Karim Pesach, the Torah uses lashon of etzem lo sishperu bo. Torah goes on to say to say you shall not break a bone in it. Maybe it bo is an exclusionary phrase that it only applies to Karim Pesach and nothing else. Bo velo bechagiga. Old Yoma, high bow, or maybe bow comes to teach us what? Bikasher velobipasal hudaasa. Maybe the bow comes to teach us that the prohibition of breaking the bone is only in a carbon pesach that is kosher, but not in a carbon pesach that is pasal tashma. So what says this? The Gemara resolves this in a fascinating way. So the Gemara says, Tashma, sakin shenimtes ba'arbasar, shochiz bamiyad. Let's say you find the knife on. On the 14th, you find a knife, a shechita knife, lying around on the 14th. And now you want to know, you want to use it, ultimately, to shecht your animal. So what's the halacha? So what's the halacha? So the halacha is, if you find it on the 14th, you could use it immediately. Now, the Gemara is referring to over here is, do you have to be choshesh that the knife might be tame? So the Gemara is saying, essentially, on the 14th, we're pretty sure that by now, everybody has toveled their kalim, who needs to tovel their kalim. And therefore, the maestro, we assume that the knife is tahar. However, again, if you find the knife on the 13th, then shona umatbil. Then you must go ahead and immerse it in a mikvah again out of a concern that it may be tummy. I will say, why is the 13th different than the 14th? Because the 14th is, uh, is game day, right? I'm saying you got to shift on that day. The 13th, people still have time. Because remember, it was like, if let's say again, let's say right now you could be talking about a knife that, let's say, has a more minor form of tumor, like sheretz tumor. So remember, how do you deal with sheretz tumor? Sheretz tumor is one day tumor. So all you need to do is you need to take it to the mikvah sometime during the day, and that evening the item becomes tar. So if somebody had a knife that had sheretz tumor, the truth is, is they, there was by the 14th it had to be tar, but there was no rush. They could easily just take it to the mikvah on the 13th, and the mice said, by nightfall, it'll be tar. So therefore, if you find the knife on the 13th, you can't assume that the owner had toveled it already. And therefore, if you want to use it, you have to go ahead and tovel it again. We'll say, we're leaving aside, we're leaving aside right now. You know, there's an interesting Choshen Mishpat discussion. In general, when you find something about the permissibility of using it. So it could just be that there was a general sense of mechila, that since there are so many people in Yerushalayim and inevitably stuff gets lost, that people were okay with other people using their stuff. Okay, but that's, we're not getting into that right now. So the Gemara says, Kofitz. And I'll say, what's a Kofitz? So the truth is, the way Kofitz is often, is often translated is as a meat cleaver. So, I, I, but I, I don't know what a meat cleaver is exactly, but I'll tell you how Rashi describes it. Rashi says it's a, it's a large knife. It's a large knife. Now, this was the type of knife that you would use, big blade, that you would also use to cut through bone. So, for example, you know, when you had a carbon, when you had a carbon, you were cutting stuff up, you, want, you needed to go and be able to, so that's, so a knife would not cut through bone. A knife was used for shechita, but the cleaver was used to cut through bone. So the Gemara says, what if you find a meat cleaver, kofitz, bein bazeh, bein bazeh, shono umatbil. Either way, whether you find the cleaver on the 13th or the 14th, you have to tovel it again. So the Gemara says, money. So whose opinion does this reflect? If you want to say it's the rabbis, 
Kofitz Nami Achazi Dechayiga. And Rabbi also, here's the interesting part. So apparently, what the Bryce seems to be saying is like this. If you find the meat cleaver, even on the 14th, so then Lemaisa, you have to tovel it again if you want to use it. Why? Because we assume it wasn't tar. Now, Rabbi why do we assume it wasn't tar? That means, why, why is it not tar? Because we assume the owner didn't tovel it. Why didn't the owner tovel it? Because apparently he doesn't need it. So the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. Why wouldn't you need your meat cleaver on the 14th? If this if it's according to the Rabbanon, according to, also remember, the Rabbanon do not equate the Chagiga with the Pesach, in which case you would still need your cleaver, your large knife. Why? Why? To break apart the Chagiga. However, Elalav de Bentemahu, rather this price must reflect the view of Bentema. Bentema equates the Chagiga to Karm Pesach, and apparently Bentema even equates the Karm Pesach to Chagiga to say that what? That just like you can't break a bone in the Karm Pesach, so too you can't break a bone in the Chagiga, and therefore again the meat cleaver would be unnecessary, and therefore if you find it even on the 14th, you can't assume that the owners immersed it, and you would have to tovel it again prior to using it. So the Gemara says, To which the Gemara says, Lo, maybe not. The Olam Rabbanon, it could be even the rabbis, right? And therefore, again, what that would be, now, if we say it's the rabbis, the rabbis don't equate Chagiga to Pesach in all respects. Therefore, again, you would want your meat cleaver for the 14th because you would use it to go ahead and you would use it to go ahead and cut apart your Chagiga. Right, so if it's coined to the Rabbanon, then why is it that if you find a meat cleaver on the 14th, why would we not assume that Lamai said tar because the owners told it the previous day? To which the Gemara says, Oh, because what's the case of the Brisa? The case of the Brisa is where Erev Pesach is Shabbos. I'm going to say, what happens when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos? That's our Mishnah. We don't bring the Chagiga. So because we don't bring the Chagiga, the owner would not have been quick, the water would not have necessarily gone ahead and made sure to tovel the meat cleaver prior to Yom Tov. So the Gemara says, but one second, the end of that Brisa explicitly says that if Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, Shochid Bamiyad, you shecht immediately, you could go ahead and use it to shecht immediately, and on the 15th, you use it to shecht immediately. Furthermore, the Bryce says that if you find the meat cleaver attached to the knife, then whatever the status of the knife, the meat cleaver has the same status. I will say, we don't care about those cases right now, but what we do focus on is what? Is the fact that so both say the fact that the Seifa goes out of its way to say, and if there's a case where Erev Pesach falls down on Shabbos, indicates to us what? That the Reisha of the Brisa is not dealing with Erev Pesach that falls on Shabbos. If the Reisha is not talking about Erev Pesach that falls on Shabbos, then both say we still have a problem, which is that according to the Rabbanon, if you want to say the Brisa like the Rabbanon, then why would you not assume that the meat cleaver has a chazaka of being tar prior to, uh, already on Erev Yom Tov? To which the Gemara says, uh, uh, Oh, what's the case of here, Abosai? The case where they were talking about is that Lemaisa, the carbon Pesach that was brought, was brought by a very small group. By a very small group. And therefore, again, there's plenty of current Pesach meat for everyone. If there's plenty of current Pesach meat, then what don't you need? You don't need, you don't need a carbon chagiga. If you don't need a carbon chagiga, then what? Then the mice, you don't need the meat cleaver. Okay, to which the Gemara says, Ve'ela, excuse me, but yadi. So the Gemara says, well, how do you know that it's a small group? Well, so what does that mean? So you have to understand something very interesting, is that, is that there were, the, actually we'll see this later on in the Gemara, 
but groups formed for the Karim Pesach until Mamish, the very end. The very, when I say the very end, until the time of the Shechita, until, until midday on Erev Pesach. And in fact, interestingly enough, you know, we often think about this idea that well, who would you have Karim Pesach with? You know, you'd have your family. But very often what happened is, especially on the morning of Erev Pesach, so those who had extra Karim Pesach, those who realized they would have extra meat, would go around in the marketplace asking perhaps others who were poor or indigent or just didn't have a place, do you need to be part of a Chabura? So very often you'd have people a part of your Chabura who you did not know, Right, so he was not your friends and not your family. So what the Gemara is saying is, you don't really know the size of your chabura until when? Until mamish the shas shchita. So how do you know that it's a small chabura? The ella, rather, it must be shebab We must be talking about a case of a karam pesach that was being brought in a state of tumah. Right? It must be the, that, that the Jewish people are the majority of the Jewish people are tamei. Karam pesach is still brought, but remember, as we said in the Mishnah, in that case where there's a tumah betzibor, although the pesach is brought, the chagiga is what. The Chagiga is not. So because the Chagiga is not, you don't need a meat cleaver. If you don't need the meat cleaver, that's why if you find it even on the 14th, you can't assume that it's tar. To which the Gemara says, one second, let's understand this for just a moment. Sof, sof, yadi, yadi. But at the end of the day, the Gemara says, how do you know, how do you, see, Gemara is asking is like this. People would be toveling their kalim on the 13th. On the 13th. Now, so the Shaila Zabosai, if we're dealing with more of a sudden Tumah circumstance, then how do you know on the 13th that the Karma Pesach is going to be brought in a state of Tumah that you wouldn't go and now see? You could answer this simply by saying, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe some. Let me say it differently. Where are you going to have a case of Tumah Betzibor that you know about ahead of time? That's the Gemara is really asking. To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you where. Demis Nasi where the Nasi died. Now I'll say, who's the Nasi? Rashi says, so Rashi says over here, Nasi, or mitzvah l'chol Yisrael aseval. The Nasi is the head of the Jewish people. Remember, in the, in the, in the, in the aftermath of, or not in the aftermath, but after the cessation of the Jewish monarchy, there was something called the Nasi, and the Nasi was the, was the spiritual leader and also the political leader of the Jewish people. When the Nasi dies, everyone is obligated to go to his Levaya. So, where would you, so we often think about this. There are two times pretty much where you would have a national state of Tumah. One of them is during war is during war, where armies are out killing, people are being killed, the enemy is there, corpses, so war, and if the Nasi dies, because if the Nasi dies, everyone is obligated to go to his Levaya. So the Gemara says, oh, what's the case of the Bryce? So the case of the Bryce is where the Nasi dies. So the Gemara says, okay, let's analyze this. Demis Nasi, Demis Nasi, Amos, when did the Nasi die? When did the Nasi die? Demis if he died on the 13th, Sakin Lamali Dimit Place. So both say, remember, if you done on the 13th, then what? Then people aren't going to bother to even tovel their knives either. Why? Because it's clear already that if he dies on the 13th, the carbon Pesach is going to be offered in a state of ritual impurity of Tumah. Therefore, there's no need to tovel your knife on the 13th. Yet, remember again, what did the, what did the Brises say? The Brises said that if you find the knife on the 14th, we assume it's been toveled on the 13th. So what, so what would that be? Ella, the Misba'ar Bas. Or rather, it must be that when did the Nasi die? The Nasi died on Erev Pesach. On Erev Pesach. So this is interesting. So then why is it? 
Why is it that Lemaisa, a person would have toveled the knife on the 13th, but yet again, the, the, we don't assume that the kofits would have been toveled? So the Gemara says something very interesting. The Gemara says, it's low, three, excuse me, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Maishna sak in the matpil, or maishna kofits the low matpil. Low three. Did I skip a line? Excuse me. And ultimately, the Nasi dies on the three that again. Nasi dies on the fourteenth. Umay, just get my place marker here. Umayshna kofits. Umayshna kofitsayshna sak in the mitball. Umayshna kofits the low mitball. Right. To say, so if the if the Nasi died, then again, same question. Why are you totaling anything? The Maisa again, everything's being done in a ritual state of impurity. To which the Nasi is something very interesting. Lotzricha. Did Nasi go say Spishlo Shasar? I will say, listen to this interesting case. The Nasi didn't die, but the Nasi is a go say. So, what does that mean? The Nasi is going to die imminently. He's going to die. So, everybody knows the Nasi is going to die imminently. So, we'll say, listen to this. People are very practical. So, what happens? So, the Gemara says, So, Nasi go say Spishlo Shasar. Sakin dechad Svega Matpila. So we'll say, when it comes now, we'll say, so now it's the 13th. The, 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 the Nasi is a go I have to figure out for myself, what am I going to schlep to the mikvah, and what am I not going to schlep to the mikvah? So the Gemara says, in this circumstance, a person will take the knife to the mikvah. Why? Because there's only one suffix. There's only one suffix. Now, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Sakin dechad sveikahu, deika lameimar shema yomos hanasi, v'yaasu pesach betuma. Mishum hach sveika lo imna mele atbula, v'atbula, techai yishom lo yomos yasa pesach betara. So I'll say, when I come to the mikvah on the 13th, so the mice again, when it comes to the night, there's one suffix. What's the suffix? The suffix is if I'm going to need it or not, because if the nasi dies, Today or tomorrow, then Lamaisa, the Pesach is going to be done bituma, and therefore there's not going to be a need for a tar knife. So essentially, in order to keep my, but the Nasi might not die just because he's a ghost now, he might die on the first day of Pesach and not tomorrow. So therefore, he'll tovel the knife. Kofits, the tray sveki, lo mitpala. But there also, when it comes to the meat cleaver, and there are two svekos, therefore the Maisa person will not go ahead and tovel it. And I will say, what are the two svekos when it comes to the kofits? Look at Rashi. So Rashi says, Valkofits, the tre sveki, islay, misalkile mitoras tevila, shema yamos, shema yamos, and also, shetei chaburasi muetes. So I will say, when you come to, when you come to the, when you come to the meat cleaver, there are two svekos. Suffix number one is that maybe the Nasi is going to die. If the Nasi is going to die, I don't have to tovel the meat cleaver. What's suffix number two? Suffix number two is maybe I'm going to have a small chabura. And if I have a small chabura, then what? Then the mice, again, I don't need a carbon chayiga, and therefore I won't need the meat cleaver. So therefore, also, it's, very, so it's a very interesting interpretation. So the Gemara is suggesting that although, again, at the outset, the Brisa works perfectly with Bentema, perfectly with Bentema, because Bentema holds that a chagiga is just like Pesach, and therefore there is no, there is no breaking of bones even in the Chagiga, and therefore again, a Kofitz, a meat cleaver, does not have a Cheskas Tara, because the owners don't really need it for Ere Pesach, but now the Gemara is suggesting it could even work out according to the Rabbanon, in a very specific case, where what? The Nasi is a Gosses on the 13th. So therefore now, when I have to schlep my Kalim to the Mikvah to go ahead and tovel it, so here's my Cheshman. I'm going to tovel my knife, because I may need it, because the Nasi may die, the Nasi may not. The Kofitz, I'm not going to schlep to the Mikvah to tovel it. You know why? Too many ifs, too many ifs, because the Nasi may die, and he's get, and therefore, again, we're all going to be butumah, and even if he doesn't die, it could be that my chabura is going to be smaller, I won't need a chagiga at all. Therefore, the Maisa, we can't assume that the kofis was automatically toveled on the 13th, and therefore, if you find it, you would have to go ahead and retovel it.
Okay, so the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, Tanya, Yehuda ben Dortoi is a very interesting Gemara. Yehuda ben Dortoi, perish, who vidartoi bino, vahalach v'yashav lo bidaram. So we'll say it's fascinating. So Yehuda ben Dortoi and his son, and his son Dartai. So his father was Dartai, named his son Dartai. They went ahead and they separated themselves from the rest of the sages, rest of Chachamim, and they went to live in the south of Eretz Yisrael. Now why? What happened? Amar, listen, listen to this, is fascinating. Im Yavo Ilyo, because he said, I'm, here's what I'm concerned about. Ilyo Rabbi is going to come. V'yomer lahem Yisrael, mipnei ma lo chagagtem chagiga b'shabes. So Ilyanov is going to come and he's going to he's going to call us out. He's going to say, "Why did you not bring the carbon chagiga on Shabbos?" And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mahin Omrim, though, what are we going to say to him? Timhani Ashne Gedoli Hadar The question that was really at the two great leaders of our generation, Shmaya Avtalion, Shin Chachamim Gedolim, Vidarshanim Gedolim. They're great Chachamim, great expositors of the law. And yet, they never paskind that Chagigah's Docha Shabbos. So, interestingly enough, so Ben Dartoi, Ben Dartoi apparently felt that Lemaisa, excuse me, Yehuda Ben Dartoi, apparently felt that, like Ben Tema, that there is an obligation to go ahead and bring Chagigah Chagiga on Shabbos. And he was so convinced that he was right. He, he obviously wasn't going to publicly disagree with the sages, but what did he do? He went ahead and he resettled all the way in the south. Now, what does that do for him? Might so I'll say, listen to this. Look at Rashi for just a moment. So Rashi said, It's the last couple of short lines in Rashi. What did he do? He purposely distanced himself far away from Yerushalayim in order So Rabosa, here's what's interesting. So what so Yehuda Ben Dartoi felt that Karbin Chagiga is an obligation at all times. It's an obligation, it's an obligation on Shabbos, it's an obligation even Bimeruba. So what does he do? He goes ahead and he parks himself, not parks himself, he relocates far, far away. In order that he what? He has the status of Derech Rechoka. He's too far. What's, what happens if a person is Derech Rechoka on Pesach? They don't have to bring the carbon Pesach. They have to come for Pesach Sheni. See, he put himself in the category of Derech Rechoka because he felt otherwise, otherwise he'd be in a difficult circumstance because he was not going to go against, obviously, Shmayin Aftalion. But at the same time, personally, he felt that there was an obligation to bring Chagiga under all circumstances. So the Gemara says... The Gemara says the following. The Gemara says, My time with the Ben Dortoi, what was Ben, Tar- ben Dortoi's logic? Because the Torah says, You will bring a Pesach for Hashem, your God. Ein Pesach ela mina kvasim. Aye, but the halacha is that Pesach only comes from kvasim umina izim. Ela tzon ze Pesach. So Rabbi says the shaila is how do you understand the pasuk? Torah says you have to give a Pesach lashon alakecha tzonu bakar. So the but yet the Pesach is only tzon not bakar. So the Gemara says ela tzon ze Pesach. But rather again tzon tzon is Pesach. Bakar zu chagiga and bakar is chagiga. Va'amurachmana and the Torah says. Amrachmana v'zavachta Pesach. 
Amravashi, so we'll say, what do you see from here? So Amravashi says, so again, so therefore you see Yehuda ben Dartoi is essentially saying that what? Yehuda ben Dartoi is saying that Lemaisa, the Tzonu Bak, Tzon is Pesach, Bakar is the Karma And you see that they're mentioned together, and therefore Lemaisa shows that it's obligatory just like the Pesach. Amravashi, so Ravashi says, Va'anan Taima de Perushim, do we have to busy ourselves with such extremists? Meaning Yehuda ben Dartoi is out of his mind. Is out of his mind, right? Saying, so why do we have to spend any amount of time going ahead and discussing his particular going ahead and discussing his particular shita? So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Ella, you know, you know what, Phil, let, let's Michael, you know what, if you don't mind, take the chair out right from your air and just right by the entrance. It's the easiest thing. So the Gemara says, Rather, again, the Pasuk is coming for the purpose of Rav Nachman. How do we know that Lemaisa, again, the leftover Pesach is offered up as a Shlamim? Because the Pasuk says, What does that mean? Mosar Pesach, what does that mean? What that means ultimately over here is like this, is that Lemaisa, if you have a carbon, if you have a carbon that was off, that was set aside, and then you lost that carbon. Right? And then you have to offer another one. That original carbon still has the status of a carbon Pesach. So what do you do with that carbon? That carbon can be offered as a shlamim. So I'll say, or if you miss out, or the value of that particular carbon ultimately can be offered up as a shlamim. Shnei emar, v'zavachta Pesach la'ashem alokechat sonu bakar. V'chi, v'chi, excuse me, v'chi Pesach mina bakar ba, v'halo in Pesach ba, ela mina kvosu mina izim. Okay. Now, according to the Rabbanon, why is it that Chagiga is not Docha Shabbos? At the end of the day, it is still considered to be a carbon seabor. So because the Torah says, you will go ahead and celebrate. You will go ahead and celebrate. This Yom Tov Kodesh Baruch seven days. Shiva, Shiva, Shmona Havu. Rebosa is referring to Sukkis. Rebosa, Lemaisa, again, Sukkis is eight days, not seven. So why Lemaisa, again, is it, why does it call it seven days? But rather, what do we see from here? We see from here that carbon chagiga is not docha Shabbos. So also the fact that the Torah talks about Sukkot and only causes it seven days and not eight days indicates to us what? That Lamaisan Shabbos, you would not bring the particular carbon. There are times where the Maisi would only offer up six carbonos, or carbonos of six days. When is that? We'll say if the first day of Yom Tov falls on Shabbos, then what? Then the Maisi again, the first day Shabbos. The eighth day is Shabbos, and on both of those days, you wouldn't offer up carbonos. To which the Gemara says, Amra Baye, Abin Tichla, Amra Baye, Abin Tichla, Leima Kiha Milsa, Shmorla Meshkachas, La Klal, Shiva Isa Berov Shana. Both say, see, interestingly enough, the Gemara says, in reality, you'll never actually find eight days of Sukkis in which you'll offer up Karbanos. Most years, you're lucky if you get seven. Some years, you'll only get six if the first and last days ultimately fall on Shabbos. So I'll say, yeah, we're, not, we're not finished with this yet, but Lamaisa, what comes out of this is you see again, 
ben tema Yehuda ben Dartoi taking this incredible stance that Lemaisa again Chagiga is totally equated with Pesach in every single respect. Again, as we saw in Abu Aleph. So according to Ben Tema, again Chagiga resembles Pesach Shviras Etzem Sli Doches Shabbos and Ben Dartoi takes this so far that even Ben Merupa you would still go ahead and offer up and offer up uh, the Karben Chagiga. Again, seems to be based on the past that the Torah seems to indicate Tzon Ubakar by Pesach, but yet again, the Rabbanans say, no, the Bakar comes to teach us that if you have Mosar Pesach, you have a leftover Karban, or leftover Karban Pesach funds, that Lemais, again, those would be used to go ahead and even purchase Shlamim, which ultimately can come even Minah Bakar. All right, we'll stop over here.